We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Friends, listen to this. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. Oh, what an awesome, great text from 1 Timothy 3 and verse 16. The title of our discussion today is called, The Great Mystery Affirms. It is an awesome study from the Scriptures, the meat of which we can draw forth is absolutely amazing. And we know that it will be profitable for all of us to open the Bible and to see what this great mystery affirms, and even a study about the word mystery, according to the Scriptures. Stay tuned with us, but first of all, I always like to pause and thank our Jay Webb for his kind words in introducing our program. You'll hear Jay throughout our broadcast, as today he's going to tell you a little bit about our work at International Gospel Hour, also our online Bible course that we make available, and some thoughts from our friends at HouseToHouse.com. We'll have these throughout our broadcast today, but also I like to pause at this point and thank you, our listener. You know, when individuals listen to our program and we receive feedback and comments about our work, we are encouraged and we're thankful for your interest in the things that be of God. We do challenge individuals with their belief and their faith, and we very well may bring up something that you're thinking, I haven't heard that before. We'd like for you to just search in the Scriptures and to see what we are striving to do and to bring forth. God's Word is our ultimate authority here at International Gospel Hour, and that is the Word of which we will use in our teaching and our instruction. We want to remind you that any request that you make of us for material or something that we may mention that you'd like to have more information about, that everything we offer is absolutely free. We will never ask our listening audience for money for anything. We're just honored you have chosen to listen to us today. And now, let's talk about the subject, The Great Mystery Affirms. Now, I must admit, from time to time, the old television courtroom dramas catch my attention. From the early days of television, I suppose the Perry Mason show was one that caught a lot of attention. People would watch that show, and uh, they would unveil the mystery, who done it, and this, that, and another. And then, at the end, I remember they would discuss it just in case somebody missed the whole point. Well, in later years... Probably the Matlock show with the late Andy Griffith was a popular one of the courtroom and all. And then the judge instructs the jury to have conviction beyond a shadow of a doubt. And you know, friends, that's a serious charge. Well, today let's talk about some things spiritually that are beyond the shadow of a doubt. Now, 
when we talk about mysteries from television programs, and I suppose another one would have been Murder, She Wrote, uh, again in the latter later years here of television, but when we return to the text of 1 Timothy 3.16, we see the phrase, Great is the mystery of godliness. Now let's talk about that one by way of introduction. Now the word great will always catch attention. The word great will always, when you hear something is great, it catches your attention. Why is this great? Why is this more than the normal? Why is this bigger than big? Well, when we think about it, God indeed is great. He is the greatest of all. And then, for example, how about Deuteronomy 10.17? For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God. Moses declared that to Israel. The psalmist in Psalm 76.1, In Judah is God known, His name is great in Israel. Now, let's talk about that word mystery that we've alluded to. The word mystery, mystery rather, biblically speaking, is that which is revealed. So, in other words, God has made known by divine revelation what He wants individuals to know. So, when we go back and look at 1 Timothy 3.16, great, massive, is the mystery or that which is revealed of godliness. What we see from the rest of the verse, God revealed unto man for man to know his will. Now, this is also affirmed in a text such as 1 Corinthians 2, verses 7 through 13, to where Paul writes, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. All right, in other words, this is what is revealed. Then he elaborates, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Now let's pause there. Dear friends, I've heard for years verse 9 used referring to heaven. You know, eye has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of the man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Well, dear friends, that verse is not speaking of heaven. It is speaking of the point in time in God's scheme of redemption, as Paul said, the hidden wisdom has been revealed unto us through His Spirit. The Holy Spirit guided men into all truth, guided the apostles, rather, into all truth, to where they would fulfill that. We'll see that more in a moment. Now, back to verse 10, God has revealed them to us. So we know He's not speaking of heaven. Is the principle true? Yes. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. What? His hidden wisdom, His teaching, or the things that God has for man. Now back to 1 Corinthians 2, verse 11. Paul uses some simple reasoning here. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received... Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things, watch it now, we also speak, 
not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Dear friends, it is easy to conclude, and we have no other choice but to conclude, that God has revealed unto us all that we need that pertains to life and godliness, Second Peter 1, verse 3. And we will also affirm the text of John 20, verses 30 and 31, and truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name, or in his name. So what we have about Jesus Christ is written, and we have what God wanted us to know and what he wanted us to have. We have the Holy Bible, God's inspired word from Genesis to the Revelation, and dear friends, there's nothing else that we need. We can make the right choices in life with full assurance that God has revealed unto us the mystery or the things that we should know that we will make the right choices. And oh, dear friends, what this great mystery affirms. So we're going to look a little closer at 1 Timothy 3.16 in just a moment. But first, let's pause, and R.J. Webb will tell you a little bit about our work at International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, the International Gospel Hour has been heard over the radio. Did you know through God's will that we've been blessed to remain on the air through gracious giving of congregations of churches of Christ, faithful Christians, and devoted friends? That's why you will never hear us asking for money or for any type of donation from you, our listeners. Our offers of material and study aids are absolutely free. We plea for you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you always for listening. Let's continue our broadcast. And now, here's Jeff. We begin, friends, that the great mystery affirms God was manifest in the flesh. When we think about this point, consider John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. Later in chapter 1 in verse 14 of the Gospel of John, we see the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We know that Jesus Christ came into this world born of a virgin. After all, in Matthew 1.23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. You see, when Jesus came into the flesh... We see that also affirmed in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. When he came into the flesh, it is the presence of God among men. He was both human and divine. And had God not come in the flesh, Jesus would have simply been just another man. But he's not. No other birth accomplished what the birth of Christ accomplished. That he came into this world again as one human and one divine. And this great mystery, or what is revealed, affirms it, and it is true. God said, here's my plan. I'm sending my Son into the world. He was, before the world began, He was the purpose of whom I would bring forth the church, Ephesians, or rather Colossians 1, 15 through 20, and Ephesians 3, 10 and 11. But as He is in the world, we see that affirmed by the great mystery. Here's a second one. The great mystery affirms that Christ was justified in the Spirit. Now, I love this point here. 
When Jesus walked upon this earth, and in the text of John 14 through John 16, he is speaking to his apostles. He tells them in John 14:26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Jesus also affirms this in John 15:26 and John 16:13 of what the Holy Spirit the Comforter was to bring forth to the apostles. He was sent in the name of Christ, and he guided the apostles in their preaching and teaching, affirming the word that was preached with signs and miracles parallel that with Hebrews 2:1 through 4. And, dear friends, the great mystery affirms how that God was manifest in the flesh and justified in the Spirit. The Spirit affirmed the teaching of Christ sent from the Father. It is affirmed and it is true. And, you know, when you look at Second Peter 1, 20 and 21, how that holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Spirit that they were writing, guided by the Spirit, which is inspiration. And we do learn in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Here's a third one. Building off of 1 Timothy 3.16, the great mystery affirms Christ was seen of angels. Now, that's rather an interesting thought, but let's consider why that is powerful. In 1 Peter 3.22, Peter said concerning Christ, who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. It's a matter of authority. It is a matter of authority that the angels, as he was seen by angels, that they honestly or they recognize his authority. The angels will return with Christ at the end of time. That's affirmed in 2 Thessalonians 1, seven. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. The angels are subject unto Jesus Christ. That brings forth the power of his authority that God placed within Christ. In the great mystery, what is revealed has affirmed such And indeed, it is true. Now, let's summarize the three here. The great mystery affirms that God was manifest in the flesh. So, God comes to earth as Christ. When Christ left the earth, the Spirit would take the teachings of Christ coming from God and would instruct the apostles. As Christ is on the right hand of the Father, that is a place of authority or subjection of the angels. Dear friends, do you see through the mystery of Christ or as that which is revealed as was revealed unto us through the Spirit, back again, 1 Corinthians 2, 7 through 10, that Christ is the authority and his message is what we proclaim. And isn't it interesting that we see within 1 Timothy 3.16, number 4 of this, how the great mystery affirms Christ was preached unto the Gentiles. If you will, dear friends, there was no message for the Gentiles. In Romans 1 and 2, we learn that the Gentiles would do things by the heart or by a moral law within. That in the Old Testament, God's plan was for Israel, for the Jews. There were those who were proselytes. There were those that came unto Judaism as Gentiles. They were converted, if you will. 
But there was no clear-cut message for the Gentiles until Jesus Christ came. How do we know that? Dear friends, the book of Ephesians declares that clearly. How about Ephesians 2.14, where the Bible says that through Christ he was the peace that made both, that is, Jew and Gentile, made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between them. That Jesus Christ came and broke down that middle wall, that dividing wall between Jew and Gentile, that they may be one. You know, I'm always amazed when I study the book of Ephesians of this issue right here. Sometimes it's a point that we overlook. But within the congregation there at Ephesus, there were those who were both Jew and Gentile. Now think about it, friends. The Jew had to overcome their prejudice against the Gentiles. They had to overcome their heart and their feeling against the Gentiles. And there were Gentiles that had to overcome their feelings about the Jews, that the Jews were, as you will, above them, and there was no way they could enter the kingdom. But when both of them are looking at Jesus Christ, they are to put away their past and what they are physically and to become one spiritually in one body through Jesus Christ. And not only did they have to overcome their prejudice, not only did they have to overcome their feelings toward one another, that they also were learning a new way. The Jew was learning things that they had not learned before as the Gentile. You know, when you think about it, there's a lot of excitement there that we're able to put away our past. They were able to put away their past and focus on something together and to become stronger and more powerful as the church of Christ. Dear friends, that's a beautiful thought. And it's only through Jesus Christ could such be done. You know, when races, when nations focus on the Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, it breaks down a lot of walls of partition between us. And we are one when we are obedient to the gospel. No matter what nationality, no matter what color of skin, when we are obedient to the gospel of Jesus Christ and we are simply New Testament Christians, we break down the walls, we put aside our past, and we look toward a bright future laboring together with the power of Christ focused upon the cross. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said it best, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. The great mystery affirms that Christ was preached unto the Gentiles. Dear friends, the Gentiles now have a message. Now, we're not finished. We're going to come back in a moment and conclude these thoughts. But let's pause for a moment, and let me ask a couple of questions here. Dear friends, as we have shared with you some things that may have prompted your interest in study, and things to where you're looking, saying, you know, I need to look at this or I need to study that. We always, through our broadcast, try to share with you free study materials to help you in between broadcast or a study on your own. And we have an, a great online Bible course through our friends at World Bible School. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pause here and our J-Web will give you the details of how you can sign up for this course absolutely free. We have an exceptional online Bible course we'd like to offer. Like all our offerings, it is absolutely free and available through our friends at World Bible School. 
All you'll need to do is go to worldbibleschool.org and register. You'll be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. It's a great opportunity. And again, we offer a free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Please sign up today. And now, let's keep pursuing God's Word. Now, friends, let's continue our study on the great mystery. We're back to 1 Timothy 3.16, once again, the text. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. All right, now back to our text. We already see how the great mystery affirmed that God came in the flesh as Christ. When Christ left the earth, He was justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, His authority. And now the gospel is preached unto the Gentiles, and it brings us number four. The great mystery affirms Christ to be believed on in the world. As the message goes unto the Gentiles, as well as the Jews, the one message, the gospel of Christ, It is to be believed on in the world. You know, in Matthew 16 and verse 16, Peter looked at Christ and he said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Based upon that confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, he was able to go on and say, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto you that you are Peter. Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That I will build my church, and we have a gospel in which we are to believe. That's Mark 16, 15, and 16. You know, it's interesting that the eunuch in Acts 8 and verse 37, after his study with Philip about the Christ, made the confession before he was baptized, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Upon the cross, when Jesus took his last breath, the veil of the temple tore in two. Darkness was upon the earth and all. In Matthew twenty-seven fifty-four, that centurion, a man of authority, said, Truly, this was the Son of God. There is salvation in none other, dear friends. In Acts 4 and verse 12, the Bible tells us how that, that there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Dear friends, the great mystery, that which is revealed, affirms Christ is to be believed on in the world. And we are to be obedient to Jesus Christ. Here's the last one. The great mystery affirms how Christ was received up into glory. When He resurrected from the grave and when He ascended into heaven, Why, Mark 16, verse 19 affirms, So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. In Acts 1, verses 9 through 11, Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, Why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Dear friends, it is affirmed and it is true without a shadow of a doubt. Jesus Christ was received up into glory. He came to this earth 
and now he has ascended to the Father. What a wonderful thought. Let's wrap this up with a quick recap in a moment, but first we want to pause and hear a few words about our good friends at HouseToHouse.com. You will love their website, and you can gain many free materials from there and their wonderful media section and all that they have. Here's our Jay Webb to briefly tell you about HouseToHouse.com. We at International Gospel Hour appreciate our co-laborers at HouseToHouse.com, an outstanding website with topic research, free materials, and an excellent media section. Check it out today at HouseToHouse.com. That's HouseToHouse.com. Again, kind friends, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. What God has revealed unto us to instruct us and to help us, here's what has been revealed. God indeed was manifest in the flesh as Jesus Christ, John chapter 1. Justified in the Spirit in that as He left this earth, the Spirit would come and guide those apostles into all truth, and that is John 14 verse 26. Christ was seen of angels, indicating His authority, 1 Peter 3.22. And His message is preached unto the Gentiles. In other words, there is hope for all. And we note that from Romans 1.16, Ephesians 2. When that gospel is preached, the world believes on Christ. They're able to do that and make that belief, that confession as the eunuch did in Acts 8.37. Christ was received up into glory. He is on the right hand of the Father now, Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. Dear friends, do you see what God has revealed unto us? And all it simply takes is for us to believe it with all of our heart. To see the power of repentance that Jesus taught in Luke 13, verse 5. For you and I then to confess Christ by faith, just like that eunuch did in Acts eight thirty seven, and Peter in Matthew sixteen sixteen, And yes, baptism into Christ for the remission of our sins, Acts 2, and verse 38. That adds us to His church and how grateful we are to have that hope of life eternal. The great mystery, indeed it's been revealed for you and I. And friends, with that being said, let's continue our studies together another time, shall we? Thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.